Thanks for joining us for A Moment with Jesus, a 30-minute contemplative devotional moment designed to help you cultivate everyday connection with God. We hope this short half hour will give you some breathing room in your day to connect with Jesus. The devotionals are designed so that you'd only need to bring yourself and your preferred way to listen. But if there's anything else you'd like to gather before we begin, now is the time. Maybe a Bible, a journal, something to write with, or anything else you think might help you connect with Jesus during this time. Let's get started. Today is day 20 in our Acts series. Take a moment to be still. Allow your heart and mind to quiet. Let us begin together in prayer. Jesus, thank you for your near presence. Prepare our hearts to hear from you today. In a world often filled with noise and distraction, help us to be present and help our minds to quiet from the tasks of the day. Today, Jesus, we thank you for your abounding love and mercy. In Jesus' name, Amen. The Book of Acts Chapter 20 After the uproar ceased, Paul sent for the disciples. And after encouraging them, he said farewell and departed for Macedonia. When he had gone through those regions and had given them much encouragement, he came to Greece. There he spent three months, and when a plot was made against him by the Jews, as he was about to set sail for Syria, he decided to return through Macedonia. So Peter the Berean son of Pyrrhus accompanied him, and of the Thessalonians, Aristarchus and Secundus, and Gaius of Derby and Timothy, and the Asians, Tychius and Trophimus. These went on ahead and were waiting for us at Troas. 
But we sailed away from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread. And in five days we came to them at Troas, where we stayed for seven days. On the first day of the week, when we were gathered together to break bread, Paul talked with them, intending to depart on the next day, and he prolonged his speech until midnight. There were many lamps in the upper room where we were gathered, and a young man named Eutychus, sitting at the window, sank into a deep sleep as Paul talked still longer. And being overcome by sleep, he fell down from the third story and was taken up dead. But Paul went down and bent over him, and taking him in his arms said, Do not be alarmed, for his life is in him. And when Paul had gone up and had broken bread and eaten, he conversed with them a long while, until daybreak, and so departed. And they took the youth away alive, and were not a little comforted. But going ahead to the ship, we set sail for Asos, intending to take Paul aboard there. For so he had arranged, intending himself to go by land. And when he met us at Asos, we took him on board and went to Mytilene. And sailing from there, we came the following day opposite Chios. The next day we touched at Samos. And the day after that we went to Miletus, for Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus so that he might not have to spend time in Asia, for he was hastening to be at Jerusalem, if possible, on the day of Pentecost. Now from Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church to come to him. And when they came to him, he said to them, you yourselves know how I lived among you the whole time, from the first day that I set foot in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility, and with tears and with trials that happened to me through the plots of the Jews. How I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable, and teaching you in public and from house to house testifying both to Jews and to Greeks of repentance toward God and of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And now behold, I am going to Jerusalem, constrained by the Spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions await me but I do not account my life of any value, nor as precious to myself. If only I may finish my course in the ministry that I receive from the Lord Jesus, to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And now, behold, I know that none of you among whom I have gone about proclaiming the kingdom will see my face again. Therefore, I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all. For I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. 
Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore, be alert, remembering that for three years I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears. And now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. You yourselves know that these hands ministered to my necessities and to those who were with me. And in all things I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said it is more blessed to give than to receive. And when he had said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them all. And there was much weeping on the part of all. They embraced Paul and kissed him, being sorrowful most of all because of the word he had spoken, that they would not see his face again, and they accompanied him to the ship. Now that we have heard the words of Acts 20, let us move into a time of reflection. Paul is saying goodbye to the elders of the church in Ephesus. And that comes with parting advice and encouragement. What stands out to you about the words Paul leaves this church with? Take some time to dwell on this.
as we continue to reflect. Consider Paul's aim in life. He says, if only I may finish my course in the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel and grace of God. How does Paul's aim in life resonate with you? Do you also see this as your aim in life? Take some time to think about this. As we continue to reflect, consider Paul's relationship to this church in Ephesus.
there is a closeness and connection. What insight into ministry can you glean from Paul's connection to this church? How does this align or differ from your experience? Consider how Paul's example might inspire you as you live your life with Christ. Now that we have spent some time in reflection, let us move into a time of prayer. Like Paul warns the elders of the church of Ephesus, pray for yourself 
for a heart and mind of wisdom in the spirit to know the truth from deception. As we continue to pray, pray for a heart committed to the word of God, and that as Paul writes, that it would build you up.
as we continue to pray. Our God is a relational God. We see this in the unity of the Trinity. And that should translate into our ministry and work for the kingdom also being a relational endeavor. Pray for the work of ministry in the places that you are, to be places where people flourish in community and connection to one another. As we begin to close, if you feel like there is much more to say to God, just press pause and continue on. But if you feel ready to wrap up and move on into whatever may be next, let us close together in prayer. Jesus, may you give us direction and aim like Paul, that we would seek to finish the course. May you help us discern truth from lies, 
May you root us deeply in your word. May you foster connection like you prayed Jesus in John 17, that we may be one as you and the Father are one. Lead and guide us by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.